You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to continue our teaching on resurrection, death, afterlife, eternal life, resurrection body, and you get the point. <laughs> we're just continuing. Anyway, today we're going to major on one verse of scripture that I think will be very beneficial to you in that whole genre or collection or cluster, whichever one you want to call it. First Corinthians 15 verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now, this is verse 19. So there's a need to backtrack. What are they talking about? What's going on here? Kilo popping. Well, if we just go down uh, or back to First Corinthians 15, from verse, let's just say one moreover brethren i declare unto you the gospel which i preach to you which you've also received and where you stand by also which you are saved if you keep in memory what i preach to you unless you have believed in vain verse 3 for i delivered unto you first of all that which i also received how that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures so number one christ died number two <clears throat> verse four and that he was buried and that he what rose again the third day according to scripture so he's he's laying a presentation of the gospel that this is what I received, this is what I was taught, this is what I also said to you. He died for our sins, he was buried, and that he was rose again. I mean, we just read this thing and pass. <laughs> but this is so good. A man died, was buried, and the man what rose again. Uh, by the way, I just heard this morning that uh, I just I just saw it on my phone this morning. I picked my phone that uh, one dude, like a uh, Black Panther guy is gone. I'm like, chai! 2020 well (laughs) but think about it um it's gone i mean gone death is like death someone else dies bam it's gone the next thing that three days later you hear that this same person is alive and not just that it gets better than just hearing the person is alive verse 5 and that he was seen of peter so it's not just that this guy rose from the dead and then after that he now secretly went to heaven and all of us are still believing that secretly he rose from the dead no after that he was seen of peter to prove (laughs) that he rose then of the 12 the 12 people 12 apostles saw him of course it's actually more of 11 because judas had five at this point after that he was seen of an about what above 500 brethren at once man it doesn't get better than this peter then the 12 the 12 eyewitness apostles then he was seen of about far above actually i used to think it was about above 500 brethren at once wow above that means he's just probably using conservative figures there they have around 500 but they were actually more you get and he said at once not one by one so that they could concur stories all of these guys at once saw him he now says of whom the greater part remain to this present day that is they are still around you can go and ask them if you think i'm lying to you you can go and ask peter you can go and ask the 12 and if you don't you still don't believe them you see the cool boy there are about 500 people that saw him more than 500 
and a lot of them are still alive today go and ask them that is like why is eyewitness it's not something that's just happening in the corner when paul was talking to agrippa he said these things were not done in a corner it was glaring for everyone to see right of course later when the lord returns again the bible says every eye will see him all eyes so this one there was a limited exclusive amount of people that saw him but when he returns again every eye all eyes will see him glory to god so it says but some have what fallen asleep so some are gone right so after that he was seen of james then of all the apostles interesting he was seen of james then of all the apostles interesting this is quite interesting i'm seeing something there uh, no. <laughs> then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. So, in other words, he is taking his time to explain that this resurrection really happened, and the proof that it happened was the eyewitnesses. Yesterday, we spoke about how Jesus made sure that they knew that he was not a ghost. He said, "He said, touch me, touch me, check my body, he give me food to eat." <laughs> he says, "Spirit does not have flesh and bones." Was that the voice today? Maybe. So the, he made sure that these guys know I am alive. I'm not. I'm not dead. You get that? I'm alive. I'm not dead. So, so you see that that basically playing. So when we now come down to verse twelve, so he says, "Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, that's if it is being preached that he rose from the dead with evidence." How say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? So apparently we had a bunch of brer there who were believers born again, who were peddling a very funny doctrine that there is no resurrection from the dead. I personally suspect, it's not the Bible that says this, but I personally suspect that maybe, you know, because some of those Pharisees and Sadducees got born again, some of those people. Um, Acts chapter is it two or three tells us that a great number of priests became obedient to the faith. So, um, priests, prominent people start getting born again. So, uh, it's very possible that some of these guys dragged in their own ideas into the faith, and then they began to those Sadducees that don't believe they came in and then began to pedal those their ideas again. I'm I'm just saying my opinion. It doesn't mean that it really happened, but it's very possible. But then some guys began to say there's no resurrection from the dead. I don't like. I don't know how. This you know, Marco says, how dumb can you be and still breathe? <laughs> say there's no resurrection from the dead. So Paul is now making an argument. Paul is like a lawyer. That guy is logical, very logical. So he said, how can some of you say after he finished explaining the fact that so many people saw the Lord and our faith is based on the resurrection? He now said, how can some of you come and say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13, but if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not rise now. If there is no resurrection, then Christ did not rise. He did not rise. The guy is dead somewhere. <laughs> Verse 14, and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain and our faith is also vain. So he's trying to tell them, look, you're undermining your own argument. Like, if you say there's no resurrection, then why are you a Christian? Why would you even call yourself Christian? It doesn't make sense because Christian, it is based on resurrection. Romans 10 9. If you believe you had the Lord just and, and confess that God raised him from the dead, that is what you believe. He was raised. You see that? So the the the, the premise of Christianity is that there is life after death. That is the major promise. That there is life after death. So eternal life. There is life after death. After this, there is a hope that there will be life. You will live forever. So what are you saying? So he says, Our preaching is vain, and your faith also is in vain. Verse 15. 
Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God, or we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised up not, if so be that the dead do not rise. So in other words, he's saying, if the dead don't rise, if it is true, then what everything collapses, this whole thing called faith in Christ just collapses. 16. For if the dead rise not, then Christ is not raised. 17. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, and you are yet in your sins. Are you seeing that? So, this is very instrumental. The proof that our sins are forgiven is that Christ rose. Remember, our sins sent Christ to hell. Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Our sins. So, when he went, he died and, and went there. There will be no way to know that your sins are taken care of. No, but then he rose again to let you know he had had victory over your sin. Your sin had been dealt with because he could not keep him there. He had dealt with it. Yes. So, say your faith is vain, you are to your sins. Verse 18. Then they also which are asleep in Christ are perished. Yeah. So, it just goes down to what we've been talking about that if there is no resurrection, right, then those who have fallen asleep, who believed in Christ and died, then it's over for them. They are perished. They are gone. Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. And this is quite interesting. It says, if in this life, this life we live now, if this, if that is the only place we have hope in Christ, if there is no hope beyond this life, then we are miserable. Think about it. If the only hope we have in Christ is concerning what he can do for us on this earth, in this life, then when we die, there is no, there is no guarantee, there is no nothing after. We are miserable. In other words, we are running around with everything we are doing just for this life. And a lot of people are living like that. Everything they are doing is for this life. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was sharing this yesterday. My family devotional. <laughs> okay, so it, by now you already know me. I mean, I love movies. I love, uh, I love games. I'm a gamer. Uh, well, you can argue with your ancestors about that, but I like anything like that. I love stuff like that. And then I was so recently I saw this. I don't know if you're a P- PlayStation fan. You know God of War and all that stuff. So I was watching a you know the latest one that came out in the 2016 show. So I was watching a was it documentary, whatever, whatever, where the people were you know talking about how God of War has changed lives as the, the team that created it. How God of War has changed lives. How this that that that. And in the midst of all they were talking, one lady now started crying. <laughs> she was now wiping tears. She was like. It's changed my life. I'm like, yo, game, game has changed your life. How? Because there's so many fans sending in their own rendition, you know, doing pictures and all those things, fan arts, costumes, and all that. It's changed my life. That kind. I say, oh my goodness. Hey, I want to say something that will be considered racist. Let me leave it. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Concerning that, like. You cannot tell that lots of people that are so rooted in this world, like things in this world move them so much. Imagine someone putting their heart and soul into it. They, they, they believe that something like a game is so much worthwhile. They put their all into it, right? If, <laughs> like, if our hope is just in this life, what God can do for us in this life, man, we're messed up. Because, see, there is one reality that everybody will eventually die. Today, that's our black panther brother is gone he's just gone ahead of the of of the pack i will also go you to listen to me will also go eventually you go <laughs> there's no 
It's not to say, I go forbid, go forbid. You can't say go for around. You will go. You will die one day. Some will just go earlier, some will go later. Mm? Simple. <laughs> and so, if there is no promise, if there is no guarantee of verification of, of facts, of the fact that once I cross over to that side, I'm safe. Then, <laughs> man, I beg. Let's, as Paul will say, let's eat and drink for tomorrow we perish or one thing like that. Let's just perish because there's no point. Think about it. What's the point of living a holy life, a good life? What's the point of preaching the gospel, winning souls, doing everything you do in this life? If all you can get from God is maybe I'll make you rich, I'll protect you, I'll do all those stuff in this life and then you now die and go to hell. You will die and you will be away from God. There's no guarantee in the afterlife. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have all my most miserable. But thank God, thank God we don't have hope in just this life. Let me just borrow the next verse. Let me just borrow it. It says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. He is what's risen. He became what the first fruit. First fruit there has, when you talk about first fruit, first fruit has to do with that word. Um, let me verify. But. It should be that word protocols. If you know the word protocols, let me see that. First fruit, first fruit. Okay, it's not a it's not protocols, right? But first fruit, meaning that the idea, the principle of the first fruit is that if the first fruit is holy, the rest is holy. Right? The idea was you used to give you give God the first of your produce. That is a, a tenth or a first of your produce. And the idea is that after that first one you give to god that one is made holy so the rest of it is holy right uh man let me see if i can find that verse of scripture <clears throat> lump is let's see if i can find it. i can't find it. i can't promise you but let me see yeah romans 11 verse 16 for if the first will be holy the lump is also holy and if the root be holy so are the branches are you seeing that so that's the principle of first fruit that the if the first one is holy the rest of them that follow are also holy. So when we come here to First Corinthians 15, and it says that, um, of course, first fruit originated in the Old Testament. By the way, Moses instituted that and all that stuff. But in the New Testament, it's not something that we actually have to practice. So, so it says, where, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? I was in verse, verse nine, 20, Yeah. So it says, Christ is was risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. So in other words, it means that he has become the pattern of all those who have died. Remember that Christ died and rose from the dead. So he is the first fruit. And if he has done it, it means that every other one that follows will also go to the same. So we so he says, and become the first fruit of them that slept. Those who have died, if he has risen, it means they will also rise. Are you seeing this? So it now says that the proof that we will rise again is that Christ rose from the dead. The evidence that states that we will rise again is that Christ rose from the dead. And if he can do it, that means we who are in him can also do it. If he has made it possible by his own resurrection, if he resurrected, it means all of us will rise also. You get. So the proof of an endless life is that Christ rose. He proved that there was life after death. He's still alive and he never dies again. He can never die. He's the one approved because he died. Then what happened? He rose again. Rose again with a new body. Telling us that there is a resurrection. Telling us his new life. So he is already in resurrection mode. Do you understand? So we look at him and say, okay, because he rose, there is a hope for us. And because he said it, that we also, when we die, 
right? There will be a time when we will hear his voice and rise again in new body. Oh, glory to God. Look at that. Verse 21. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So Adam brought death. Romans 5.12. No, what's that? Romans 6 and 3, the rage of sin is death. Yeah. Romans 5 12 through one man sinned that the world and dead by sin and death pass on all men for all our sin. That was Uncle Adam's contribution to mankind that death came. But through Christ, all shall be what? Made alive. Are you seeing that? <laughs> so, verse 23, which is where we will end. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruit, afterwards, they that are Christ's at his coming. Are you seeing this? So, the resurrection, what day is the resurrection? It is the day that Christ returns. Glory! <laughs> so, come, Lord Jesus. Stop saying, uh, I'm not married yet. Lord, hold your coming back. Uh-uh. We scream and say, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, because that means our resurrection. It means the changing of our lowly bodies into his own body. For it doesn't appear what we shall be. But when he comes, we know that we will be like him. Oh, glory to God. That is our hope. That is our excitement. Are you seeing that? That is our excitement. Glory to God. And that is how death shall be destroyed and nullified. Glory to Jesus. Okay, so that's it for today. Today's one is quite short, but then I'm just pumped. I'm just psyched. I'm just excited. This is the hope of every believer. Let this thing be in your head. Let it be your life. Remember and realize that if your only hope in this life is about things, what God can do for you in this life, you're a miserable person. Your hope is in eternal life, is in life after death. That is the real hope that we have. Everything that God can do for us in this life is not bad. It's good. We take our you know, right in Christ Jesus, we speak over circumstances and all those things. We take dominion, take authority, protection, and all those things, provision, praise God. But it doesn't end here. Our hope, <laughs> our hope is in the resurrection. Hallelujah. Okay, guys, that's it for today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Catch you tomorrow and bye bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram, that's pst.sen, pst.essien. See you there.